0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where God declares that He alone created the heavens and the earth. Idolaters have no knowledge, but the Lord is the Savior of everyone who submits to Him. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Isaiah chapter 45 on Simply the Bible.
0: There are two things that every person on the planet has in common. First, we are all sinners. We have all fallen short of the glorious standard of God. Second, we all need a Savior. One of my favorite quotes is from John Newton, the former slave trader who wrote Amazing Grace. Although my memory is fading, I remember two things very clearly. I am a great sinner, And Christ is a great Savior. In the last half of Isaiah 45, God reveals how He is the Savior of both Israel and the world. One day, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess to God. But for some, it will be too late because they did not confess Christ as Lord while still in the body. We continue in Isaiah 45, verse 14. Thus says the Lord, the labor of Egypt and merchandise of Cush and of the Sabaeans, men of stature, shall come over to you and they shall be yours. They shall walk behind you. They shall come over in chains and they shall bow down to you. They will make supplication to you, saying, surely God is in you and there is no other. There is no other God. And so Isaiah is looking forward here to the future, to the millennial reign of Christ, when these nations mentioned will be really symbolic of many, many nations that will come and bring their wealth to Israel, where they will be worshiping the Lord Almighty. Truly, you are God who hide yourself. O God of Israel, the Savior, they shall be ashamed and also disgraced, all of them. They shall go in confusion together who are makers of idols. But Israel shall be saved by the Lord with an everlasting salvation. You shall not be ashamed or disgraced forever and ever. I love this verse that you are a God who hides yourself. Now, we don't see God, yet we do believe that he exists. Why does he hide himself? Well, first, because no one can see God and live. Second, God wants to be found by us. A child playing hide and seek wants to be found. If you don't believe that, just try playing with your child or grandchild and uh, just do something else for a while while they're hiding. Pretty soon, they'll start calling out, hello, hello, (laughs) and they want to be found, you see. And likewise, God wants to be found by us. He wants us to seek him. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Now, Isaiah says the idol makers shall be ashamed. Certainly, when we will all give an account of ourselves to God, anybody who has made and worshipped an idol which is dead compared to the living God will be ashamed that they ever had anything to do with such a thing. And Israel shall be saved by the Lord with an everlasting salvation. They shall not be ashamed or disgraced. Do you think about how Israel has been treated over generations and how they have been despised and scattered throughout all of the world. And yet in that day, the Lord will save Israel. All Israel will be saved. That's what it says in Romans eleven twenty six. All Israel shall be saved as it is written. The deliverer will come out of Zion and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob. What a wonderful day. That will be as the Lord himself, the Messiah, the Christ, gathers his people together in Israel. Verse 18. For thus says the Lord, who created the heavens, who is God, who formed the earth and made it, who has established it, who did not create it in vain, who formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is no other. I have not spoken in secret In a dark place of the earth, I did not say to the seed of Jacob, Seek me in vain. I, the Lord, speak righteousness. I declare things that are right. So God says, I'm the creator. I created the earth. I didn't make it in vain. In other words, it was to be inhabited by people. It was not for no purpose, but it was to be a habitation for the people that he made. And he said, I am the Lord, and there is no other. This is stated so many times in these chapters of Isaiah. God wanted to make it clear that these idol gods that the people were worshiping were no gods at all, but that he is the only God. And he said, I've not spoken in secret. Now, this is the thing. This is why people will be without excuse. Number one, it should be quite clear that creation cannot exist without a creator. And God has made clear what his word is. That's how we know about God is because of his revelation. And God has not spoken these things in secret. The Bible is the best-selling book of all time. And not only that, but God cannot lie everything that he says is truth and it is right and therefore those people that don't want to listen don't want to hear from God pretend like he doesn't exist they will be without excuse verse 20 assemble yourselves and come draw near together you who have escaped from the nations they have no knowledge who carry the wood of their carved image and pray to a God that cannot see. Tell and bring forth your case. Yes, let them take counsel together. Who has declared this from ancient time? Who has told it from that time? Have not I the Lord? And there is no other God besides me, a just God and a Savior. There is none besides me. So first off, those who are idolaters are without knowledge. Literally, they are ignorant. Now, that's not a derogatory statement. That's just simply stating a fact. If you would worship something that you made with your hands and call it a God, that just shows you are ignorant of the truth. They pray to a God that can never save them. And so God, in effect, tells them, let's go to court. Tell and bring forth your case. Let me see. Let's take counsel together. Who has declared things from ancient times and then brought them to pass? Only the Lord. There is no other God who can do that, who speaks of future things as though they have already happened. He says, I am a just God and a savior. And that is what we see in the Lord. It's twofold. He is just or else he couldn't be the judge of the earth. But he is a Savior who has sent his only son to pay the just penalty for our sins. And so he is a Savior as well. A just God and a Savior. And that's just the God that we need. Verse 22. Look to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth. For I am God and there is no other. There he says it again. I have sworn by myself. The word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return that to me, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall take an oath. He shall say, surely in the Lord, I have righteousness and strength to him. Men shall come and all shall be ashamed who are incensed against him in the Lord. All the descendants of Israel shall be justified and shall glory. So God says, look to me and be saved. God here offers salvation to the entire world who will look to him. And that is interesting because just like when Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert and those who had been bitten by the fiery serpents could look upon that and then be healed. Jesus said in the same way, the son of man shall be lifted up and whoever looks upon him in faith, shall be healed and cleansed of sin. Now, I want to share a story from the commentary of J. Vernon McGee, which I find fascinating. Charles Spurgeon was on his way to church one Sunday morning when a snowstorm hit London. Because he couldn't make it to his church, he stopped at a little church along the way. The storm was so severe that the preacher did not make it to this little church. So a man got up and said a few words. Spurgeon never knew the man's name. He only knew that he was an uneducated man. He chose this verse, Isaiah 45, as his text. And what he lacked in lightning, he made up for in thunder. He said, this verse says, look unto me and be ye saved. He began to talk about the verse. God says you should look to him and be saved. By that time, he ran out of ammunition. He had said all he could say about the verse. So he went into the thunder department and began to roar and pound the pulpit. Look to God, all the ends of the earth and be saved. And he looked back in the congregation and saw the young fellow Spurgeon sitting there with a very miserable look on his face. The man said to Spurgeon, you look to Jesus and you will be saved. Spurgeon was a very brilliant man, but he did what this uneducated man suggested. He looked at Jesus and was saved. We can only imagine what kind of reward this uneducated, unnamed man will receive in heaven because he took a verse that he believed in and he preached it and he had the conviction to bring it to the young C.H. Spurgeon, who, of course, would go on to become the Prince of Preachers, all because this man recognized the importance of looking to God and being saved. Verse 23 says, I have sworn by myself the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness. Now, this is a doubly secure promise. And then he says that to me, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall take an oath. The Apostle Paul quotes this in Romans 14 to show that each of us shall give an account of himself before God. Sadly, to many, it will not be the confession that leads to salvation, but the confession that leads to damnation because they did not receive Jesus Christ while they were still in the body when they could have been saved by looking by faith to him. Surely in the Lord I have righteousness and strength. To him men shall come and all shall be ashamed who are incensed against him. Let me ask you, where does your righteousness and strength come from? It is only in the Lord that we have righteousness. And he is the one who makes us strong. Verse 25 says in the Lord, all the descendants of Israel shall be justified and shall glory. He is their savior. He is the world savior And hopefully he is your Savior because you have looked to Jesus Christ and believed upon him for the salvation, for the forgiveness of your sins.
1: You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify and please leave us a review. Tomorrow we will see where God compares himself to the dead Babylonian gods. They must be carried, but he carries his people. What God purposes, he also performs. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Isaiah on Simply the Bible.